Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, He Lovingly Guards Every Footstep. Time and time again, a matter of minutes has changed the course of history. 
the United States may have remained an English colony. Napoleon might have triumphed at Waterloo. The Titanic might have been saved, but for the tricks of time. One minute either way was all that was needed to save lives lost in the tragic sinking of the Titanic. The deadly iceberg was sighted at 11.40 p.m. Trying to avoid it, the great ship scraped a long gash in her starboard side, flooding her first five compartments. Had the lookout seen the iceberg one minute sooner, the collision could have been avoided. George Washington's famous victory could have been a fatal defeat if he hadn't decided to attack at the precise minute he did. After learning from a spy that a big celebration was scheduled by the British forces for Christmas Day, Washington cleverly planned his raid for one hour before dawn of the following morning. Protected by darkness as they crossed the river, Washington's men reached the enemy camp just at daybreak taking the enemy completely by surprise. The village was captured only one hour with no American fatalities. If a train for Baltimore had arrived a few minutes earlier one June afternoon, Champ Clark might have been the 28th President of the United States instead of Woodrow Wilson. Clark was so far ahead of Wilson that he was already writing his telegram accepting the Democratic nomination. Suddenly, he began losing votes at the convention after a protest vote against him was made by William Jennings Bryan. Watching the ticker in Washington, Clark decided the personal appearance at the convention would turn the tide back in his favor. He raced to the station, jumped on the first train out, and arrived within 30 minutes to discover that the convention had just been adjourned. He was too late by minutes to make his appearance. The moon landings are a good example of how important time is. Timing of countdowns, rocket firings, and maneuvering decisions are absolutely crucial. Minutes are important in the life of each one of us. Someday time will run out for you. If you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, it will be too late. He may appear in the heavens at any time to catch his church out of the world. Then it will be too late. Listen now as Carol Johnson, Cheryl Howman, and Penny Harris sing for us this beautiful song entitled, Good Old Gospel Singing.
Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart, floods of joy o'er my soul like the sea billows roll. Since Jesus came into my heart, since Jesus came into my heart, since Jesus came into my heart, floods of joy. Listening to Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations at Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as the brass trio plays for us in the trumpets this wonderful song, There Is a Fountain.
Like most emergencies, this one happened suddenly without warning. Betty Williams, head stewardess, and her two assistants stood in the slippery stub of a broken wing trying not to slide into the dark waters beneath them. With the calm efficiency of seasoned professionals, they moved the passenger along the wing toward an inflated rubber raft. One passenger, however, was an experience in great difficulty. Elderly, infirm, and nearly unconscious, she was unable to help in any way. When nearly to the raft, she suddenly slipped. Only a desperate lunge by one of the stewardess saved her. Carefully, gently, they lowered her onto the raft. While her colleagues looked after the passenger, Betty quickly raised an inflatable canopy, but not before a rain squall hit them with sudden tropical fury. In seconds, they were all thoroughly soaked. Suddenly, a loud speaker came to life. Great job! That's the best time yet. The change came immediately and dramatically. Tensions drained from set faces, tightly pressed lips relaxed into happy smiles in spite of plaster-down hair and dripping clothes. The elderly woman ripped off her gray wig and tossed it in the air. The entire event was make-believe. It was a serious and carefully outlined preparation for a possible event that no one hoped would occur. The accident survivors were all advanced students at an airline stewardess academy. The stub of the airliner wing was permanent. The water was in a pool, and the rain squall could be turned off and on. The entire emergency had been simulated. Any thinking person will admit the wisdom of making the most comprehensive preparation for all possible circumstances of life. We take every type of insurance we can afford to act as a buffer against the time of trouble. We lock our doors at night. We try to eat sensibly. But the greatest crisis is the relative brevity of life. God warns us it's appointed to men once to die, but after this, a judgment. Death is a subject we shun. We act as though it will disappear if we ignore it, but we cannot escape it. It is the ultimate and inevitable crisis. Our house may never burn or be burglarized. Our autos may never be involved in an accident. Perhaps no one in our family ever will be hospitalized, but we continue to prepare for any possibility. But with death and judgment, there is no way to practice, no way to prepare, and no other chance. But you can get ready. You can turn your life over to Lord Jesus Christ, receive His sacrifice. That is your preparation. Nothing more is required, nothing less is enough. Listen to the words of this song as Larry Grable sings for us, Blessed Assurance. Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine! Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my soul. 
my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Once again, it's Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, His discourses, the Good Shepherd. John chapter 10, verse number 9, verse 11. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. John chapter 10, verses 1 to 10, he is the door. John chapter 10, verses 11 to 21, he is the good shepherd, the door. The Jewish tabernacle in the wilderness, Exodus chapter 25, verse 8. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. There were twelve tribes which were encamped around the tabernacle. There were three tribes for each direction, north, east, west, and south. Twelve tribes were the sons of Jacob, making up the twelve tribes of the nation of Israel. So there were three to the north, three to the south, three to the west, three to the east. How many gates were there in the tabernacle in the wilderness? One. There was only one gate, and the gate faced to the east. Why was there only one gate? Why not four? Wouldn't it have been more convenient to have four gates, each one facing a specific direction? So if you were the tribes to the north, west, or south, the only gate faced east. You'd have to walk around the tabernacle to go by the gate that was facing east. The three tribes to the east were the tribe of Ishakar, Judah, and Zebulun. For each three tribes there was a standard, and this standard was the lion. Why was there only one gate in the tabernacle in the wilderness? Because there is only one way to God. John chapter 10, the Lord Jesus Christ is the door. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only way to God. 
John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd. What does the good shepherd do for his sheep? He lays down his own life. John chapter 11, verse number, chapter 10, verse 11 and 12. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling, and not the shepherd whose owned the sheep, are not, sees a wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catch them, and scatters the sheep. The dictionary definition of a hireling is a person who works for only for pay, especially in menial or boring jobs with little or no concern for the value of the work. The hireling fleeth, verse 13 says, because he is a hireling and he cares not for the sheep. The hireling has no concern at all for the sheep. So when trouble comes, the hireling takes off. The hireling does not care for the sheep at all. And what does the good shepherd do? The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. John chapter 15, verse number 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. It is absolutely true that the Lord Jesus Christ is the nation of Israel's good shepherd who gave his life for his sheep. At the same time, we know that God was in Christ reconciling the world himself. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 19. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespass unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So we need to understand and distinguish between the dispensational and doctrinal aspects of the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what's very interesting, when you go back in your scriptures, in your Bibles, and and I encourage you to do this, get Psalm 22, Psalm 23, Psalm 24. That's a trilogy of Psalms. And in Psalm 22, you have the cross, and that is the Good Shepherd. In Psalm 23, you have the Great Shepherd, His care, found over in the book of Hebrews. And then in Psalm 24, you have the Chief Shepherd, the crown, and that's found over in Peter. So you have the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd, and of course all those are references to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so John chapter number 10, this great discourse, he is the door. Again, in in the tabernacle of the wilderness, there weren't four gates, one facing each direction. There was only one. It would have been more convenient to have four, but there's not four ways to God. And today, the only way is through the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 16 says these words. Verse 15 says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Verse 16, Howbeit for this cause I have obtained mercy. This is a faithful saying. Faithful is the word and is worthy of all acceptation. Why did Christ Jesus come into the world? To save sinners. 
How did he do that? Through his death on the cross of Christ. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. But God commends his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And you want to see the supernatural design of God's word. The first faithful saying here is found in 1 Timothy 1.15 concerning Christ coming in and dying on the cross and saving sinners. And the last one is found over in Titus chapter 3 verse number 8 and it talks about maintaining what? Good works. You see the separation? God didn't put the good works first. We know that salvation is first. Read Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, the gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. Then verse 10 talks about walking in good works. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior? The only way of salvation is through the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to trust Him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late. And we as believers need to keep living for the Lord Jesus Christ. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Good morning, good morning, good morning.